Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom, freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Welcome back, everybody. Kristen and Shannon here. We're so um, glad, as always, to have us back for another episode in our friendship series. And today we are talking about a somewhat difficult topic, but we hope that you leave encouraged, as always, because God is always with us and He can work through even challenging things such as friendship breakups, is what we're calling this today. <laughs> so we're going to, Shannon's going to go ahead and define that in a little bit, but um, it's it's tough to say, but friendships, even among the most faith-filled people, sometimes don't last due to relational difficulties. I know Shannon and I have gone through that, and probably most of you, uh, you know, have seen this happen. Um, you know, actually, my husband and I, literally just within this month, have been walking with a couple friend of ours that are going through this, and it's with another couple friend of theirs that I don't think they ever imagined they would they would go through this, and so. Um, um, it's it's been heartbreaking to watch. Um, but what what's been interesting is honestly, you know, they're both making mistakes in it, and and both couples aren't perfect. But I can honestly say, um, there isn't one party or the other that I would even point my finger at and say it's their fault. You know, I think we live in a broken world, and a friendship ending is so painful. So we're going to share some of our own specific examples of stories in our lives. You know, we're not going to go into too much detail, just out of protection. But um, the question we really want to answer today is. Is there a God-honoring way to go through a friendship breakup? And how do we walk in freedom through this painful part of life? Yeah, I think this is such a huge conversation to have. Um, I think as we're kind of getting started, let's just first make sure we're all on the same page. So just for the sake of that, the way we are defining a friendship breakup is basically a painful distancing of a friendship or an abrupt conflict that ends the friendship. Um, so, you know, maybe it could just be for a season, um, which again, these are things uh, Kristen and I have both experienced or perhaps a long-term thing. So that's kind of the perspective we're coming from in this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we realize there's other definitions, but we just wanted to come up again with, you know, you know, a basic term. And, um, you know, it's interesting because obviously, uh, Shane and I here on Abiding Free, we always love to go straight to the text of the Bible, right? To look at examples and God's word. And it's, it's tricky because there's not actually, you know, it's not laid out in scripture yeah. how to specifically go through a friendship breakup. Um, it does give us wonderful principles that we're going to talk through. You know, the closest story example though, that I, that we could come up with was we found in Acts. And I think there's just a great encouragement in this story 
story and something we can learn from as well. So the the story is in Acts 16, and you may be familiar with this, but there is a ministry and relational separation that happened between Paul and Barnabas. Now, unfortunately, there is very little emotion that is relayed through this text or details that have been given to us about what happened. But we want to talk about, um, you know, their relationship before going into the story. And, you know, again, it's one of those stories where, oh, I just wish they would give more details about why they had this, you know, this, um, you know, big breakup. But let's talk about it. So Paul and Barnabas were ministry partners, close missionaries. We share in another podcast episode that we believe partnering in ministry is one of the greatest and most intimate ways to bond with a friend. And Paul and Barnabas had a special calling. You know, here we are looking at the context of their friendship, and this is so that we can relate to them and be encouraged that these things happen. So in Acts 13, it goes back, it says that the Holy Spirit called Paul and Barnabas together for the work to which I have called them. So even the it was the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that brought these friends together. I mean, this was a special friendship, a special relationship. They were ministry partners, you know, and the following chapters leading up to that chapter 16, where we see their what we would say is a kind of a breakup. They're traveling together. They're ministering together. They're teaching together. I mean, this was ministry, business, life, everything intertwined. And, you know, okay, so chapters Acts 13 to 16, that may not sound like a lot of time, but um, we have to remember that the book of Acts was actually written over about 30 years um, of, of a time span of about 30 years. So this could have been years. This could have been a handful of years that they were intimately involved in each other's lives and on mission together. And, you know, if you've read any of Paul's other books, um, you know, you would know, you know, probably how expressively affectionate he was toward those he ministered to and with. I love how Paul like talks about people he ministered to or with. The book of Philippians is an example. He's so effusive in his love and adoration for those in his life. Yeah. And I think I, I just love um, what you were saying, Kristen. I just love the way God is so sovereign, even in including um, stories like this in scripture, um, because it is just so applicable for us even today. And yeah, I, like, like you said, scripture isn't giving us a clear directive, clear clarity on exactly what to do in a friendship breakup. And um, even more specific in this situation with Paul and Barnabas, it doesn't specifically give us those emotional details, like you said, about their friendship. But I think from the text, we can agree that it, we can and more than likely assume that they were were very close. Um, and so I just... I just love our God to always give us these types of examples as we walk through things in our own life. Exactly. Yeah. All we're really, all we really know is that it says that they had a sharp disagreement about whether they should take John Mark with them. So all it says is that they parted ways at this point. So I think the encouragement here though, is that this happens to the godliest of people, right? Sometimes, um, I and I've seen this, this is what happened actually with that example I mentioned, is these were two godly couples and they really just disagreed about something and they had conflict and they are somewhat parting ways. And so, you know, again, they didn't come to a clear resolution like Paul and Barnabas here, at least at this point. And so they're parting ways. Mm. Yeah, I, I think this is such a good um a good place for us to even right now just say, okay, so here's some some scriptural truth that we're looking at, but how does this apply to to our life? So let's really talk about kind of some key truths just um, in not just this text, but other parts of scripture that we can look at to kind of encourage us of how no matter where we are in our life, how we can walk through friendship breakups or even friendship shifts, to be honest, with a godly perspective and I mean, ultimately without sinning. 
Hi, friends. Imagine approaching God's Word with confidence in your ability to glean meaningful truths. Imagine being excited to wake up and dive into studying. That is the mission behind the James Method and their exclusive, one-of-a-kind verse mapping journal. What is verse mapping, you ask? Excellent question. Verse mapping is a transformative study technique that involves dissecting a biblical verse, delving into its keywords, understanding its historical context, exploring alternate translations, and finding related references. But it doesn't stop there. The James Method Journal encourages reflection on the truths revealed and their application in your daily life. If you are ready to move beyond filling in the blanks and are excited to dig into scripture for yourself, the James Method Verse Mapping Journal might be just what you need. This is not just a product. It's an intimate journey into God's Word, making the Bible more than just a book on your shelf, but a living, breathing guide for your life. You can check out the James Method and all the Bible study products they offer in our show notes today and make sure to use the code ABIDINGFREE to save 20% off your purchase. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. I think, you know, the first one we really want to encourage all of us is simply this, that it is okay to grieve that friendship. I mean, I I know I've tried to talk myself out of grief sometimes when a friendship has shifted or changed, but it is so Mm -hmm. important that we grieve. So there's not these like underlying symptoms that come out later, you know, and all over scripture, we see this people are grieving difficult relationships, you know, reading, I was reading the Psalms just this morning and gosh, listen to these words that David expressed about the difficulty with a close friend. He said, if an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God Mm. as we walked about among the worshipers. Okay. So he's basically saying, this is a close friend I went to church with. Like this is an intimate friendship. And I mean, he's saying, I'm more hurt because it was a close friend. Like, you know, it was, it was you, he says he's lamenting. He he's bringing his emotions to God. And I think this is a huge step again that we often miss. And, and the point is it, like I said, it's going to come out one way or the other. So why not bring our most difficult pain and struggle to a loving God who delights in his children, who can give us comfort and wisdom through these difficult relational issues. Yeah. And I think what you're touching on right now, Kristen, is really um, in every episode we're doing and every topical issue we're addressing, it always is going back to that. How do we abide in freedom? And really, I think that is a really important part that you just shared because it is in that lamenting and in that running to God where we can in these difficult situations, find that freedom. Um, okay. So yeah. So first step, um, it's okay to grieve. Second step or second truth I should say that we want to talk about is man is to forgive or to seek forgiveness if necessary. And I I cannot reaffirm that more because it the only person it's hurting unforgiveness is the person who's holding on to that burden it is never hurting the other person it is hurting the person yeah. who's not releasing yeah. i've experienced that in my own life me too you exactly. know and it's just it's so odd isn't that and it just makes me think yeah. about just even how satan just deceives and twists things but it's so true and so um yeah we also want to recommend that you listen to our podcast about this very topic for giving a friend where we kind of dive into more this issue and go into the how to's and the encouragements of how to forgive But for now, uh, let's just say we all know that unforgiveness, like I said, can eat us alive. And I think it can also be something we overlook, especially in busy schedules as life's going on. Um, And 
what we need to do is that focus on not just the big things. Cause I know in my own life, sometimes those large things that are blatant oversights or blatant sins that have been done against me or that I have done to someone else, I will prioritize either forgiving them or seeking forgiveness. But sometimes I forget in the small things, in the little day-to-day offensive that can build up and really cause kind of some underlying bitterness. Um, So yeah, like we were even talking, Chris and I were talking before this episode, just about the different relationships um, and how this little sins, big sins, Mm. how it just kind of plays into the difficulty of how difficult is it to seek forgiveness, Mm. you know? And, and I think it just really depends on the relationship. Like I even think about little things when I've wronged somebody, I don't even know, for example, when I've wronged a, if it's been a hard day for me and I'm, I'm particularly anxious or, or frustrated and I'm rude to some stranger, some store clerk. And, and I've, feel convicted to go back and apologize. I mean, that can be kind of embarrassing to me, to be honest, Um, you know, where it's just interesting because there's that situation. And then you have a situation where if it's a large issue that you need to seek forgiveness with, with a friend, I mean, then you're thinking, wow, this could really affect our friendship. And there's just that fear involved. Um, But I think the truth that is so, so powerful is that no matter how uncomfortable it is to seek forgiveness, oh my goodness, the release and freedom you feel after is 100% worth the minor initial discomfort. Oh, so true. And scripture tells us, you know, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. And we may not receive forgiveness or even the response we want, but we can walk in freedom as we do whatever we can to seek that peace. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, a story I wanted to share, you know, again, without going into too much detail, this is um, someone who you know, I haven't talked to in years, but, um, I had a friend, I was, I went to a church and, um, this was years ago. I was in Bible study with her and, you know, we were pretty good friends and, um, she was a newer friend. And, you know, so, you know, when you have a new friend, you're like all excited and it's kind of like this yeah. honeymoon. And I, it just seemed like we were clicking so well. And all of a sudden, um, she grew really cold toward me and it was so strange. I had no idea why it was, it was very awkward. You know, we, we were even in Bible study together and I was one of the, those things I'm like, do I sit by her? Cause I can, I could tell that, you know, that she had something, mm-hmm. um, against me and I, I had no idea. I mean, I retraced every word I said, every interaction mm-hmm. we had. I mean, it got to a point where I was almost in sin because I was so obsessed. I was like having a hard time sleeping. And this Mm. was in a phase where I really was also wrestling with people pleasing. So you can see like God was like surfacing all these things in my heart. Well, this went on for maybe about two or three weeks. And, um, you know, I, I just did not know what to do. I I would text her and just say how she was doing and just got such little response back. And so, um, I remember one day in particular where I was headed to Bible study that day. And I remember I was just frustrated thinking, God, I don't know what to do here because without her telling me, you know, there, there's no, there's no way I can respond to it. And he actually took me to a verse in Matthew and it says, so if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go first be reconciled to your brother and Mm -hmm. then come and offer your gifts. So I think I, I had remembered that verse or thought of that verse as saying like, if you have something against your, you know, brother or sister, um, then, you know, go to them. But I, I knew she had something toward me. And so I actually, you know, reached out to her very specific letter 
And um, long story short, we ended up getting together and it was it was actually very strange. It, it, it was not anything particular. I had wronged her. Um, I simply, I guess, reminded her of somebody that she'd had a, a difficult past with just in my, it was, yeah, it was, it was wow, very strange. strange. Yeah. It was very painful because it, you know, I thought, well, gosh, like I almost could have like accepted it more if it had been something that I yeah. wronged her in. Cause I was like ready. I'm wow. like, I want to ask for forgiveness here. Um, but what it did do, so it didn't necessarily bring me peace as far as peace specifically about that situation that, but I had peace actually. And I had peace even, um, at that point we were already distanced and I had peace that I had done all that I could do, you know, to remedy that relationship. And so again, but my focus there is not that, you know, on me or I did anything great. It's just more on the fact that sometimes we have to ask ourselves, even like we can't just sit there and say, well, if they, you know, if they have to something against me, they need to come to me, Mm. but God actually, um, wants us to go further. Than Do the that. initiating. Yeah. That's such a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you think, I mean, it's all throughout scripture, just the, the, the huge priority it is to God, uh, for our unity, just it, even, yeah. in, even in regards to communion. Mm-hmm. I just think I, sometimes I wonder even just the, um, just the way he instituted communion and just the priority of being, not having anything in your conscience against your brother prior to taking that. Mm-hmm. And just the importance of repeating communion. So it's like this constant reminder, yeah. like, are wow. you sure you're good? Yeah, right. Are you sure you're good? It's true. Wow. So it's just, no, that's a really good reminder. Um, so yeah. So I think for the third truth we really wanted to talk about kind of goes off a little bit of what you were saying. And that is as we all come to these places where we walk through these friendship breakups, um, we really need to be asking God what he wants to teach us, what he wants to teach you in the process. And I would even go so far as to say, not just ask, but be expectant about what, what God is going to teach you in that process. Um, and really clinging to the truth, the truth that if you do love God, if you are his follower, we know, we know because scripture is crystal clear that no matter how much pain you're in, that many, that no matter what you're going through, that he will turn good from this difficulty um, in your life. And a lot of times that can be, a lot of times that good can be personal growth. I know I've seen that in my own life. Um, there's probably been a few times in my life I've gone through friendship situations mm-hmm. like this. Um, yeah. One that comes to mind where I I saw God do just significant growth in my life was when I was, um, I was in my early 20s and it was with a really, really close friend um, and a, a particular friend that had struggled kind of with um, just personality wise would just kind of cut people out when it, things were difficult. And um, at, at this time in my life, I was a, um, I talk about it more in, in our, ep- one of our first episodes where I share my testimony, but just, you know, newly married, super, super low income about to have a baby. And this during that time is when God had called me to start a pretty intense ministry fighting child trafficking. And, um, and my friend, I'm sure out of concern for me was, was just very concerned about that. And, and it was really hard for me because, um, I was basically cut out and I remember it just hurting really, really bad. Mm. Oh, and especially so during painful. that time, cause I was a, a new mom and then trying yeah. to, I was starting this ministry that in this ugly world. And yeah. I just remember it being very, very hard, but what God was so good because I see, I see what he did in my heart during that time. And he just made me realize that I, I can tend to have kind of like this codependent, mm. um, 
this codependent struggle um, with people that I'm really close to. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I had been looking to my friend for approval Mm -hmm. for a lot of things um, in my life, even small things. Mm -hmm. And I think God was just at that time, just really maturing me and growing me to a point of, like you said, not people pleasing, Mm -hmm. not looking to others for validation. um, And, yeah, I just, I, that to me just sticks out in my mind of something that was hard, that hurt, and that God has brought restoration to in different ways. But ultimately, the biggest takeaway was the growth that God did in my heart. Wow, that's a powerful story. Painful. Painful, I'm yeah. I'm sure, but powerful. Yeah, but it's, you know, I, I'm like, oh, I'm raising my hand over here just yeah. when you said the codependent thing because, man, I can just think of so many times like the, I had, you know, I had a friend for a while who, um, I would go between, you know, I'd be jealous of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when we're jealous of people, I think we often are making them an idol yeah. in a way. Like would they either have yeah. something or they are something mm-hmm. that we think we need that mm-hmm. we think will ultimately make our life better. And so I had this like really unhealthy, you know, um, view of her and, um, what it clouded me from is honestly, uh, our friendship was not actually healthy, but I was like, so, f- um, focused on, you know, the, just almost being jealous of her. And it wasn't until I really like fought it. And I really went to God and, you know, I, I broke free from the jealousy that I finally had the mm. clarity, um, a vision to see that, you know, I wasn't actually always treated well in that mm-hmm. friendship or, mm-hmm. you know, there were mm-hmm. just certain unhealthy mm-hmm. dynamics, um, you know, and, and again, obviously I had sin there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just kind of what you said, codependency is a hard mm-hmm. thing, you know, obviously there are a lot of mm-hmm. podcasts out there, really good ones. Yeah, to, there are. That, that's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole nother, yeah, it's a whole nother topic, but I yeah. just think it definitely is, it relates. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, we would also say just like our last point here is that if you are the one that is distancing or doing, you know, the moving away or, you know, as harsh as it sounds, the breakup, you know, um, the last encouragement we would have is just to seek God's wisdom to make sure it's not a difficult friendship versus a toxic one that perhaps if and if it's a difficult friendship that God wants you to continue pursuing. And mm. this is, woo, this is a big topic yeah. too. This <laughs> difficult or toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like, yeah, this is like pages and pages. There's books out there and we're going to just reference one here that, that has some, a good resource and just um, provide some points. But this is um, a uh, Susie and Gary Larson. They, if you Google them, you can find them. They talk a lot about this on, they've shared on faith radio. And I love how they defined a difficult friendship or relationship requires much effort to accomplish, to deal with or understand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jesus had a lot of, I mean, technically we could say everyone, (laughs) I'm his difficult relationship. (laughs) Um, He had friends who betrayed him, who misunderstood him, argued with him, denied him. Um, But difficult friends though, can make us rely on God in ways we never have. They can make us trust him seek his wisdom and beg him for more patience. And, you know, I think living like Jesus, we really have to continually go back to, you know, why would we distance ourselves from a difficult friend? Obviously there are definitely reasons to, but we, if we're seeking to live like Jesus as, as he was such a humble servant who pursued difficult people. And I love, um, and Gary and Susan Larson agree that we often use the term toxic too broadly. And I just want to say, it's probably not a good idea to look for like a worldly definition of toxic. Yeah. Cause I mean, toxic is all over the place. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's toxic 
you know, yeah. break off, you know, break them off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I think, um, you know, Gary and Susan, uh, Larson really dispel the Christian assumption though, that we should always stay in relationships because it is necessary sometimes to walk away. And they describe, I just want to give a little, we'll, we'll put this in the show notes, but um, their book, When to Walk Away, Find Freedom from Toxic People is one we would recommend. And, you know, they are specific about what makes someone toxic and they describe it as they demean us. They distract us from other healthy relationships. They are destructive. They find pleasure in the power to diminish others. They make us, as Gary Larson describes, weaker spiritually, if we are honest enough to admit. So um, those are just some, again, this could be like hours of conversation, but we wanted to just, um, just bring up the point that, um, you know, we need this wisdom to discern between these, this toxic friendship and, you know, but just a difficult friendship. Um, And that is only the wisdom we can only get through his word, prayer, the Holy Spirit and and godly counsel. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that it gets even more, which we won't get into, but just to touch on, it gets even more complex because even if you go beyond friendships, then that, that, uh, difference between a difficult and a toxic relationships is obviously, and the response you should have is different. You know, if you're talking about a marriage, if you're talking about a elderly parent who's dependent on you to care for them, you know, and, or if you're talking about a friendship. So it's just such a large conversation, but I think it is so important, um, Mm -hmm. to have a clear understanding of what is the difference biblically between difficult and toxic. Because like you said, Kristen, we, (laughs) could you imagine if we all just ran away from difficult (laughs) situations or difficult people? be alone. We'd be alone. We'd be alone. <laughs> and people would ever run, run away from us. Everyone would run away from us. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I guarantee you that. Um, so yeah, uh, I just think that it's interesting. It's something that I also have seen in my life is that the, the more God matures us and, and not, not like I'm mature, but the more that God just grows us spiritually and mm. grounds us in his truth. And the more we're walking in freedom to him, it's interesting because the toxic people in your life, their strategies just don't work as well on you. But a lot of times you have to have that distance between Mm -hmm. someone who is truly toxic to even get to a point personally and spiritually that you can even have a healthy Mm. balance or separation, if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Um, so, cause yeah, that, that, and that's one thing, just like the definition said, a, a toxic person will get joy um, from damaging you and, and wielding power over mm. you. But if you are not available to be managed yeah. and had power by them, mm. then it it's kind true. of takes the power off of the toxicity. Mm. So yeah, that's a big word. Yeah. Toxicity. Wait, let me try it. Toxicity. I think it's a song as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Britney Spears has a song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Is go. that one? I think it was <laughs> toxic, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to play that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wonder if Shannon's seen that. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Getting back to her. Um, so in closing, friendship breakups, distancing can be so painful, right? And yet just as God does through so many redemptive purposes, he can use these to draw us closer to him, to refree us, to refine us, or to refine the relationship. So we're just so thankful to be on this journey with you, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.